Hello, friends, and welcome to the Holistic Health Online Podcast. I'm your host, Val Robitaille, and in this episode, my underlying focus is autism. I'm going to give you some basic detox principles to think about and some autism resources for support and education, but you must research for yourself further if you are managing autism. If you have any specific questions about supplements, products, or services, please use the chat box on my website in the lower right-hand corner. That's holistichealthonline.info. Autism is a developmental disorder starting in childhood that affects communication and behavior and is often associated with physical ill health. But that's a pretty vague description and not inclusive enough. It really should be defined as a developmental disorder caused by the invasion of toxins that destroy cells, tissues, and organs. Modern vaccines have the ability to do this. Autism was first described in the 1930s when two doctors discovered specific neurological and developmental behaviors that they named autism. The rate of autism back then was virtually zero. Today, it is anywhere from 1 in 33 children to 1 in 59, depending on what statistics you look at. The polio vaccine in the 1950s had big problems that were covered up in favor of giving the USA a global outreach, and in the 1970s, the swine flu vaccine killed and maimed. So in 1986, President Reagan signed the Vaccine Injury Act, which gave vaccine-injured children generous compensation in court and ensured vaccine manufacturers made a profit. The lawsuits came in fast and hard, and in some cases, it was so simple to see the guilty party that cases were being settled on the steps of the courthouse. I recommend you watch Dr. Andrew Wakefield's 2021 movie, 1986, The Act. You will be astonished and probably outraged at the information presented So after 1990, vaccine injury skyrocketed and the 1986 act was severely manipulated to favor the vaccine industry's profits, regardless of the evidence, proof, and human suffering the vaccines had caused. Now, I tried to stay objective when reporting on health issues because in the past, when I got emotional about the corruption of the medical industry, it served no one. But with the topic of autism, the emotions cannot be held back. The information I've been researching and the documentaries I've watched have turned me into a crying, hurting mess. Here are some statistics from 2021. Approximately 1 in 44 children in the United States is diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder, or ASD. Other sources state 1 in 59 and 1 in 33, depending on what statistics you look at. But compared to virtually zero before 1970, that's pretty significant. ASD is more than four times more common among boys than among girls. Autism is usually diagnosed after the age of four, 
but can be reliably diagnosed as early as age two. ASD is reported to occur in all racial, ethnic, and socioeconomic groups. Early intervention affords the best opportunity to support healthy development and deliver benefits across the lifespan. However, I'd like to put in a caveat here. The medical interventions, as far as I'm concerned, are useless, but not only useless, they are dangerous and they exacerbate the problem of the poisoning that is going on inside a young child's body. There is no medical detection for autism, which is why it's unfortunate that modern medical doctors have lost the knowledge and the skill of diagnosis. They always need a test. So first, I'd like to establish the lens through which I'll be speaking, and that is that the vaccines given to children are causing the unacceptable rise in autism, period. End of story. Now, I don't have a vaccine-injured or autistic child, but I have a burden on my heart for people who do. There is hope. There are success stories, but it takes a big commitment. What needs to be done is to get the detox organs working. This is a big problem for the autistic community. Their detox organs are clogged because of the anti-inflammatory products that are constantly being produced by the body to try and help the body get rid of the poisons. There are five main eliminative organs, two accessory organs for detox, and physiological systems which need to be functioning well in order to move the toxins out of the body. The detox or eliminative organs and systems are lungs, liver, kidneys, bowel, skin, lymphatic system, and tongue. Maybe you've had a furred tongue after a night of a little too much drinking. This is a sign of detox. The first place to start a detox program is to plan for a detox lifestyle, mainly through food. Adherence to a healthy diet will give you tremendous leverage. So think about how you are going to prepare the ground, so to speak, for life-giving nutrients to be absorbed into the intestines and ultimately into circulation to begin healing cells, tissues, and organs. So we must prepare for detox, for the release of heavy metals that have been stored in the cells by setting the stage in the digestive tract. This is where nutrients are partitioned away from waste during digestion and transported through the intestinal wall into circulation. You must heal the gut and the digestive system so that beneficial nutrients can be absorbed in the intestines. Start the right diet to stop the bacteria from coming into the body that ultimately clogs the organs. Because constipation and or diarrhea can be a problem, you can cleanse the colon to allow for proper digestion, assimilation, and elimination. But you shouldn't give insoluble fiber, and if you give soluble fiber, start with a ridiculously small amount 
Soluble fiber itself is safe and well tolerated, but especially for the little ones, start with just a few grains and give sufficient water. If fiber is given improperly, it may clog things up worse. You can also take electrolytes, aloe vera juice, flaxseed, and herbs like dandelion, milk thistle, slippery elm, licorice, fennel, and marshmallow. And if symptoms are worse after eating, digestive enzymes can help. Dysbiosis is an imbalance in the intestinal flora where good bacteria are overrun by bad bacteria which prevents the assimilation of nutrients into the rest of the body. And oftentimes, people have what is called a leaky gut, which is when the tight junctions of the intestinal cells aren't so tight anymore, and molecules that aren't normally able to pass through the intestinal wall can and do re-enter circulation. Leaky gut is a situation that's common in people with digestive issues, and we definitely want to repair a leaky gut. We do this by cleansing and protecting and nourishing our digestive tract. Leaky gut or not, the intestinal wall must be intact and flourishing with beneficial bacteria that help us digest our food and absorb nutrients from what we eat. In the show notes, I have a link to interview with Karen Thomas and a colon therapist describing how colonics and enemas assist detoxification in autism, and I highly recommend listening to that. The website address for that is naturallyrecoveringautism.com. You also must pay attention to the liver. The liver has a ridiculous amount of jobs to do, constantly separating substances and putting together substances Here, we're just going to talk about its detox tasks. The liver filters toxins from the blood and changes these into harmless substances to be eliminated out of the body. Please see the show notes for diagrams and photos. There are two phases of detoxification that happen in the liver. In phase one, fat-soluble toxins are burned using oxygen and enzymes. This forms metabolites which are water-soluble and can be excreted via the kidneys through urine and intestines via bile. This is known as phase two. Phase two must be set up properly to process the substances that are coming from phase one. This includes the presence of adequate quantities of amino acids, organic acids, and sulfur. Because individuals with autism have congested organs, including the liver, it's essential to assist this important detox organ. To assist the liver to detox heavy metals and other toxins, you will need binders. Binders stop your body from recirculating toxins as they bind to the toxins and get them ready for elimination. Please listen to Karen Thomas, Liver Support During Detoxification for Children with Autism, and why both Phase 1 and Phase 2 of liver detoxification are necessary. The links are in the show notes. 
So these detoxification pathways need specific nutrients to move the toxins along, which are present in the liver under healthy circumstances. These are substances such as enzymes, amino acids, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, etc. So there are foods to consume which naturally cleanse and prime the liver. These foods are beets and carrots, which are high in flavonoids and beta-carotene, broccoli, cabbage, and cauliflower, The cruciferous vegetables help out the liver by flushing toxins and even carcinogens. Lemons and limes for vitamin C, which is a well-known, powerful antioxidant and turns toxins into substances which can be safely eliminated. It's important, though, not to give store-bought juice as it's boiled, and this process kills the important enzymes in the fruit. The enzymes are the healers. So make your juice from fresh fruit. Taken in the morning, this stimulates the liver. Avocados help the body to produce the all-important master antioxidant glutathione. Turmeric assists enzymes that flush carcinogens out of the body. Leafy greens are a powerful natural liver cleanser. They are high in chlorophylls, which attach to environmental toxins in the blood and make them ready for elimination. And olive oil, when used in moderation, takes some toxic load burden off the liver. Some other foods which naturally cleanse the liver are spinach, garlic, apples, grapefruit, arugula, walnuts, cabbage, and cauliflower. Green tea is also very good and helpful because it contains polyphenols called catechins. For example, epigallocatechin gallate or EGCG, which you may have heard about. This is the catechin with the most antioxidant power. And while green tea does contain some caffeine, about one-ninth of that found in coffee, It also contains theanine, which is an amino acid that balances the caffeine effect by creating a calming effect. Catechins have been shown to help arthritis sufferers due to their strong anti-inflammatory effects, and they are also antiviral and antibacterial, including the bacteria that causes plaque formation and cavities and tooth decay. Catechins prevent stomach, colorectal, breast, and prostate cancers. And they improve brain function and central nervous system function by protecting the neurons from damage, thereby reducing the risk of cognitive disorders such as Alzheimer's and also central nervous system disorders such as Parkinson's disease. Catechins also support the heart and the bones and benefit both the immune and digestive systems. Catechins can be found in St. John's wort and cinnamon and probably other foods, but I only know of the green tea leaf, which contains the clinically significant EGCGs. So another topic that should be looked into are clearing co-infections in autistic children, for example, biofilms. 
Now, biofilms are a problem in many illnesses and indeed for autistic children and adults. Biofilms are produced by bacteria that are living in the digestive system and they're made up of a conglomeration of mucopolysaccharides which stick together creating a film allowing the bacteria to hide underneath and form a colony. And autism research show the bacteria communicate with each other in the colonies. The biofilm that is created around the bacterial colonies protects the bacteria from the body's immune system because it doesn't display the protein that says, I'm a foreign invader. Without this signal, the immune system doesn't even see the threat, and the bacteria can now live safely and colonize the complete digestive system, secreting toxins, driving inflammation, and creating gut dysbiosis, resulting in problems like tummy aches, diarrhea, and constipation. The colonies of bacteria continually produce toxins that can significantly affect the nervous system. These are neurotoxins, affect learning, development, cognition, focus, concentration, and more, particularly in autistic children. Biofilms contain heavy metals and chemical toxins, and they also bind to minerals such as calcium, magnesium, and particularly iron. They bind these into the biofilm matrix, but the important thing to know is that they are stealing these from normal circulation. The best way to get rid of biofilms in bacterial colonies is through diet and lifestyle. Your detox lifestyle, which should include supplements, not antibiotics. Coffee enemas have been known to remove biofilms and plaque that has built up on the bowel wall. And I would just like to attest to this as my clients have been able to release and remove biofilms using coffee enemas. The pictures are shocking. Please do your research here if you're managing autism and find out more about this phenomenon that causes so many illnesses. Now, you may or may not have heard about the gut-brain connection, but the brain and the gastrointestinal tract, the GI tract, are intimately connected. There are millions of nerves and neurons that run between your brain and your gut, and these are in constant communication. If you ever got a tummy ache because you were anxious about something, this is an example of something that happens in the brain and is felt in the stomach. This happens because of neurotransmitter communication. Contrary to what some people may think, the gut has as many, if not more, neurotransmitters as the brain. Knowing this helps you understand that vice versa, chemicals that are produced in your gut directly affect your brain. So which came first, the chicken or the egg? Again, nutrition is ultimately the most important aspect of your detox program. 
What you are putting in has to be processed. Are you putting in food and drinks that are hard to digest? Please educate yourself about nutrition and experiment paying close attention to symptoms. The gut is known as our second brain and is a huge factor in helping autistic children. The lymphatic system. When the liver and lymph system are congested and the colon is impacted, toxins can't move out. We've briefly discussed the liver and constipation, and it is the lymphatic system which is integral to the entire body being able to transport toxins out via the kidneys and urine. There are two major fluid systems in the body, blood, which is the circulatory system, and lymph, which is the lymphatic system. Lymph fluid nodes and vessels function as the body's sewer system, if you will, taking metabolic waste, toxins, and other potentially harmful substances away from the blood. Now, while the gold standard of medicine has been to focus on the blood in diagnoses, the lymphatic system is largely ignored, and this is unwise. For one thing, the lymphatic system and circulatory system work closely together. You can see an illustration in a photo that I have posted in the show notes. A lymphatic system that is clogged because toxins are accumulating in the body faster than the body can get rid of them is a big health problem. Many conditions can be cured by assisting the lymphatic system's ability to capture and drain toxins from the cell and deliver nutrients to the cell as it is designed to do. So the condition of the lymphatic system and consequently the immune system is one of the first places to treat to allow the body to ultimately do what it was created to do, heal itself. An additional problem in the autistic community is mitochondrial dysfunction. 50% of all children with autism have mitochondrial disease. Mitochondrial disease is usually inherited from one or both parents, but even in this case, it's usually triggered by something in the environment, for example, pesticides. And internally, for example, viral infections, vaccinations, and other physiological stressors. Mitochondrial dysfunction is when the mitochondria of the body aren't working properly. The mitochondria is the energy of the cell, which is the most important source of energy in the body. Some of the factors leading to mitochondrial dysfunction or loss of cellular energy is the association of toxic environmental exposures and shortages of critical vitamins and minerals from the diet. When the cells can't produce enough energy, they start to break down. Then the tissues break down, then the organs break down. The systems that are most affected by the body's ability to produce energy are the brain, the central nervous system, the heart, the muscles, the kidneys, and the liver. In the show notes, I have a link to Mitococktail for mitochondrial dysfunction in autism. 
I've just barely skimmed the surface of the issues of autism, but just to be clear, to me it doesn't matter what the medical industry says about it not being caused by childhood vaccines. I believe the parents, when they say their child was vaccine injured, causing their autism. I've seen the history of the incentives and cover-ups of vaccine manufacturers and politicians from the Spanish flu over a hundred years ago to the COVID pandemic today in 2022. Deaths and serious injuries from the poisonous man-made lab concoctions they call a vaccine. A quote from Barbara Lowe Fisher, who has been an advocate for autism for decades. She writes, Many of us know the pain of watching a healthy child die or regress after vaccination. The biggest public health emergency in America today is the one being covered up by the government agencies working overtime with industry, medical trade, and mainstream media to distract, deceive, stonewall, and restrict the freedom of Americans to take back control of their health. If we don't get up off our knees, tomorrow we will not be able to get on a bus, a train, or a plane, enter a store or a sports arena, obtain a driver's license or passport, file our taxes, or function in society without getting every vaccine that industry creates and the government orders us to get. All right then, bye for now. (laughs) 